Welcome back to Push Push. I'm Danielle Davis. I'm Shannon Kessler. And we are the ladies of Push Push, a girlfriend's guide to Formula One racing. We are breaking down lots of fun things today, going into one of the final races of the season. We're heading to Mexico, and it's gonna be wild. Wild. Can't wait. Can't wait. Loved this break. Love this little Austin to Mexico break where they're all just out in in North America. Having the best time. I mean, people are really living it up. We've got people, Botas was in biking. Biking. My friend said that, uh, I've talked about my friend Kristen on here, my internet bestie, and she said that he, the bike thing that they're doing she sent me the name of it but i've already forgotten um which is on brand for me (laughs) um but she said it started like that they were starting or one of the points was like 40 minutes from her and it was a missed opportunity for her to go she's like nothing cool ever happens in kansas i that was her saying it not me so don't come for me kansas (laughs) um but walter was just biking through yeah, have you ever seen the Mercedes line of bikes that he rides? No, I, I bet went, they're expensive. It's like a ten grand bicycle. Yeah, you know, you know, he ain't paying for it. But you think he gets to take that with him when he leaves? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think he'll still be sponsored by the Mercedes bike? Because uh, he rides it often. Like he's an avid biker. I so bet I they get, do. I'm sorry, cyclist. Cyclist. Yeah. Yes. I bet they do. I hope him so. and Tiffany. Yeah. I bet that they keep them. I feel like Toto would throw him a bike. I think so. I don't feel like it's against his Alfa Romeo, but unless you, they make bikes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm Un- unsure. I didn't know Mercedes made a bike. Well, but they are legit. Well, I'm sure they're premium, premium German engineering. Is <laughs> really? <I'm> like, <laughs> Do you think he has a pit crew <laughs> <laughs> that changes his tires? For yeah, or that just like there are crews. No, that there is. That's that. a yeah, thing. Yeah, that is a thing. Or like a tailor, like a. Well, you know what he doesn't have in that thing? An engine. <laughs> no. He's got a collection of those. He does those. He's got his. He's powering it himself. He's got. He's his own engine. Didn't realize yeah. we were going to just go straight into Valtteri. I didn't either. That was a turn we weren't <laughs> planning for. That wasn't on the list today. Uh, speaking of the list today, yep. I'm going to give a little rundown because okay. we're going to try and keep ourselves on track. Okay. Ready to go? Okay. P to P. We're going to do this. We're going to go off the grid. Off the grid. Then we're going to talk about. I've already forgotten. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. That's why I forgot. <laughs> then we're going to talk about Checo. This is our Checo Express dive. It's not a full deep dive. Mm-hmm. It's just a, we're going to skim the surface on Checo. Yeah. And then I'm going to write a full term paper for the off season because <laughs> um, I'm into this. And then we are going to give our, oh, a breakdown of the track. Breakdown of the track. And our favorites. We're going to do some Friday favorites. Mm-hmm. And who are predictions for this Sunday? This Sunday, sorry. I like it. I uh, know. <laughs> it's, it's been a lot. Yeah. It's been a lot. We're coming off of Halloween. You know, that sugar rush really, uh, it stays with you, man. It really does. When you're not used to putting that much sugar in your body. Yeah, my belly <laughs> was unwell. And I feel like I eat a, a lot of candy. Like, I'm a little bit, I mean, I don't feel like I eat a lot of candy, but I'm, I'm a candy connoisseur. Are you like a chocolate candy or yeah. like a hard or like sour candy? I mean, I... I like both, mm-hmm. but I'm more of a chocolate. What about you? Um, I kind of go in and out. Like, I don't love candy, mm. but like... Oh, I do. I do love like a pink Starburst. Oh, sorry. That's what my is that? dog. No, your dog? Oh, my God. You just heard a sound like a child whining. That's my dog outside the door. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. So sorry. Brad is very sad. He can't be on the pod today. Sad about that. Um, and I do love a jelly bean. I know nobody gives those out during. I like a Starburst jelly bean. Yeah, well, I got a Jelly Belly 
and this is going to be a hot take, but I think the best flavor is buttered popcorn. Oh, gross. Oh, That's your head. Like, <laughs> I did like when I, I was it. 11. But this is a fun fact. The novelty of it. When I was in third grade, I still remember this. Um, the greatest Christmas gift that I got was Dolly Parton's greatest hits and a 50 pack like um, of the butter of the no of the jelly belly like it was like 50 different oh flavors. all the, like the a sampler yes it was like a sampler and my grandma gave me both and i was, I was like, gonna say uh are you a grandma no <laughs> a dolly parton album and a sampler of jelly beans listen my grandma and i we used to bond yeah, over guys- dolly parton and randy travis okay like that was our thing and then you guys just ate, ate did you guys together? eat buttered candy together too oh my god i live for the certs at the bottom of her purse <laughs> it was like my favorite treat it was another turn i didn't know we were gonna take on this podcast today but and don't come at me about where there's originals because that oh i love a where there's original right up the top um, straight to the top my favorite thing about a halloween candy though is like the obscure candies that you don't necessarily want to buy like on a road trip or if like you're buying a candy bar but like you get them in a halloween mix like a hundred grand Oh my a god! Delicious candy. That is my oldest daughter's favorite candy bar. So good. Um, I also, you know, underrated baby baby Ruth. Love one. Okay. Um, it's kind of when you get to the bottom of the barrel, but yeah. I I like to take those. I love a Butterfinger. That's my favorite. So yeah. yeah, that's my favorite part of it. Is like oh, and I live for a Heath bar. But oh there was god, nobody giving too. out Heath bars this year. We got two. Mm. We got one girl. Each girl got one. And I, I was, was like, scanning oh. for the Heath god, bars. Couldn't so find good. any. But I did get some hundred grands. That's good. All right. Well, All right. Well, there's that candy <laughs> journey for us. Sorry. <laughs> Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, I know. Now I'm curious. Like, Pickery, what's your favorite candy? Oh, maybe that could be Friday yeah, favorite. we could do a Friday favorite with your favorite candy. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> We late. just want to get to know you guys. We really do. Yeah. Speaking of getting to know us, we're going to let you know a little bit about a journey that Shannon's been oh, on. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So... About a month ago, I guess it was, we noticed that it's we... Been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. She's had a home... She's had a new member of the family. We have. Uh, we realized that we had a mouse that has taken up residency in our house, and I was not okay with this. Especially not okay because one day I go into my closet and I notice that there is mouse poop on my Daniel Ricardo sweatshirt. Absolutely not. And I lost my shit. And I was like, I can't believe it. And I come out of the bedroom and I'm like, you guys, the mouse is in the in my closet and it pooped on Daniel Ricardo's sweatshirt. And my youngest daughter, without skipping a beat, she was like, oh, I bet it's a Max Verstappen fan. I, You know what, mom? It's Mouse Verstappen. <laughs> and get that girl a job in advertising. She's ready. <laughs> mouse Verstappen has been yes. haunting, stalking, terrorizing the Kessler household. For about a month. And finally... Uh, my dog Georgie she trapped the mouse in the closet and then my husband and I were able to (laughs) find the mouse like we took everything out of this closet and we couldn't like we couldn't see it we're like where the hell is it we start pulling out stuff out of this like um bin that we keep like uh, scarves in fucking mouse jumps out oh, right no, my no, husband no. and Dan I'm like don't love it and it jumps out and hides in a box and then it ah. escapes from the box and gets trapped into the bathroom. And then we have like this big uh, plastic crate and we were able to scoop it up and put the lid on. And I'll post pictures because I took pictures. And he was like, oh, but it's kind of cute. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, it is kind of cute. Like Mouse for Step and he's very cute little <laughs> mouse. And he's like, should we I give it like- some bedding? I'm like, we're not going to. We 
already you already a- have a house rodent. We have two. We have two <laughs> hamsters, Taco and Nibbles. Yeah, you can't have any more house <laughs> we rodents. We can't have any more. And I was like, absolutely not, Dan. We have to. We have to get rid of this thing. And he's like, Did you get it a Red Bull jacket and send it out into the world? <laughs> well, we did. We put the lid on the crate. And we got in the car. I swear to God, we drove like four miles down the road to a field. <laughs> what if it comes back? I was like, I think it's far enough. I think it's fine. And I, I told my mom when I got home. She's like, Shannon mice are really smart and they have excellent sense of direction she's like they can find you and like they want to go to where they've nested oh my, and i was like oh, oh my, my god, god are you it kidding? Lives, it's your she was mouse like, how far no. did you take it i'm like probably like four miles what's she's that like, movie with the dog uh the it's like it was from our youth homeward bound yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. well she's like if it's not at least seven miles away seven miles that's what i said i was like oh god mom, are you kidding me she's like shannon i wish i was but I think Mouse for Sapin is going to come back. So I'm like, what if he just knocks on your door? <laughs> he knocks on the door and he's got friends. I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, he's coming back. He's coming back. With Christian Horner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Checo coming with him. I don't know. So I was I was super happy that we got rid of Mouse for Sapin, but now I'm very nervous that he's going to come oh, back. Oh, he's coming back. Just like just like the, his namesake. <laughs> exactly. You can put him at the back of the grid, but he's going to come back. <laughs> he's gonna make his way back we did we put him off the grid and he doesn't that's not gonna stop him damn it well he's turbocharged well the the saga continues we'll check back in to see if he makes it home pray for me yeah (laughs) mouse for steppen has been a real it's been a real moment he has been a real moment okay so so now we've talked about mice and candy so let's actually talk (laughs) about Formula One. Well, okay, moving right along to my other favorite thing in Formula One, Lewis Hamilton. I'm just going to keep it quick. He was... I told Shannon she could have more than one minute. No, she's being so unkind. I feel like lately I've been getting more than one minute, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, well. Don't get get used to it. He is in New York currently. he's doing the most. Accepting an award from Wall Street Journal magazine as a sports innovator. I think it's just an innovator, period, right? Well, they had different categories. So like Lil Nas X won it for um, entertainment. Kim Kardashian won it for branding i think what did ryan reynolds win it for i saw him in the picture and was uh, like what are you doing there yeah i don't know i know that uh lewis won it for sports um there's people that are you know doing great humanitarian work and i was reading the article we'll post this in the link too so i won't bore you with it but um it's a great article because it just talks about how the obstacles and the struggles that he overcome and what he wants to do to help prevent that from happening you know for future generations and just you know his impact means more to him off the grid than it does on the grid and he's you know very thankful that he's had this opportunity in formula one to kind of build this platform so i was very happy to see him um standing on this this picture though (laughs) we have to share this picture of all the winners they're all incredible human beings like all different walks of life it's just like a funny mix of people because like obviously lewis hamilton and like little nas x and kim k are like you know very of the moment like pushing Mm -hmm. trends all that kind of stuff and then like i'm not sure who this i'm sure exceptionally talented and wonderful woman next to lewis hamilton is but you know she just she just looks like a like a linda that like you know (laughs) what's doing like charitable work i have no idea but like she's just in a sensible red dress and a nice heel and you're just like (laughs) where'd this lady come from you know like there's just a couple people sprinkled in that you're like oh 
I but see, I love I love when my worlds collide like this, and I'm a big fan of the Comments by Celebs podcast. I don't know if or if you guys follow them on Instagram. It's it's a great account, but they have a great podcast, and they were at this event, so they were like, you know, sharing um, stories from it and whatnot. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's just really funny to see them talking about Lewis Hamilton on a podcast that I usually go to. to yeah, get my, for something you know, Kardashian totally different. Yeah. And celebrity gossip. So I'm like. <gasps> world's colliding i think that the woman that i'm talking about which i'll post a picture of um i think she was from sesame street like i think she's accepting on behalf of right. sesame street which big ups her name is sherry thank you for finding that yes she, she's part of the um she's the president of global impact and philanthropy for sesame workshop which she looks like somebody who would be the president of global impact and philanthropy like she's on her way to you know on my job in public service yes but <laughs> she's doing the most she just looks like a politic like very political like in just a nice power mm-hmm. a power dress right but and then she's just next to you know Lil Nas X and Lewis Hamilton <laughs> flexing in their looks that's just I just love I just love these worlds colliding did you know okay so kind of going back to that comments by the celebs for a minute they always they're like who are we going to see Kim with next and I wouldn't hate a Kim Kardashian Lewis Hamilton collab. Collab like on what? Like on Skims? No, like like a men's. No, like a date. Like oh. it doesn't have to be the one she ends up with. But if she wants to date Lewis no, Hamilton, no, she can't. They're both too. I mean, I guess she dated Kanye, and he's pretty extra too. I just feel like those are two like magnets mm, that are the same no, charge. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. I'm just saying, I wouldn't hate it, and I'd like to put it out in the world that. No. Kim. Immediately, and, no. <laughs> listen, he would be taller than her. Is he? he oh, she's, yeah. She's, she's a tiny. nugget. She's a little She's a nugget. And see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wouldn't Well, she's that. with Pete now. No, they're not together. Are you sure? One hundo P. Listen to the latest episode of Comments by Celeb. They'll bring it down for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I just, I, th- I don't, I don't see that for her. Oh, he is super famous. He's not adjacent, like he's not gonna get in her way no, no, of no. like fame well, and stardom. So like he's very like it would be complimentary, right? Look, but how I guess she is that a couple would be. I just can't see it. They just feel like different. Good, he feels like the like he feels like a male Kim K. I don't. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I'm not saying this is who she's gonna end up with. I'm just you saying just like along jaunt. the way. Let's let's. You just want like a, a give little, me a good paparazzi photo of them out to dinner. A little, That's what like I want. Like May, de, like what is it like a May September romance? Yeah, you just yeah, want one of those, just like a little a, bit. Mm-hmm. Just, he would buy her nice presents. She doesn't need nice presents. That's true, but like, don't we all need nice presents? Even if you're super rich, like, don't you like a nice present? I think he would be pretty romantic. I don't. I do. I don't. I think he's probably like more Lewis centered. No. I mean, not that he doesn't <laughs> I love himself, but I, I think if like he was in a, a generous lover, <laughs> <laughs> let's get Nicole Scherzinger. Uh, Scher- Scher- yeah, we need to get her, her on the show and ask on the show. <laughs> was Lewis a generous lover? I'm sorry, things have really gone off the rails. We promise we're going to talk about Checo in Mexico soon. But you also come here for our takes on Formula One, and sometimes you know we have to talk about what happens when they're not on the track, and that's okay. <laughs> that's if Kim K shows up at a race, then we'll know it's on. <gasps> She would be so cute in a jumpsuit. Oh, in a jumpsuit. Yes. She loves a themed look. She does love a themed look. Yeah. Okay. I'm just I would say. love Kendall in a and why why are you making that face? Shannon's making a really <laughs> scrunched up face. Kendall's my favorite Kardashian or Kardashian Jenner. Okay. No. Ke- who 
who's she gonna date? She's taller oh, than she's all of Devin them Booker. combined. Anyways, she's with Devin Booker. Max and Lewis could stack on each other's shoulders and still not be taller than them for Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I just think she would serve us some nice looks, more cash. I feel like she fits in more with the Wags F1, my favorite uh, Instagram account. Go follow it. <laughs> she does love to sit courtside on a Yeah, but she's with basketball. Devin Booker. He's a ball player, right? Yes, Shannon. I don't know much. He's a ball about. player. <laughs> Back He's to Shannon's <laughs> grandma phase that we didn't know about. He's a ball player, isn't he? Yes, Shannon. He plays basketball. <laughs> I'm more into uh, non-professional sports. I understand that. Well, he yeah. used to play a non-professional sport in this the state where you reside. He played oh, at the really? University of Kentucky. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's oh. kind of a big deal. <laughs> oh, again, don't follow UK sports at all. <laughs> so, anyways, all right. Sorry about that. So. Now we will move on to our actual most important topic of conversation, the Mexican Grand Prix and our only Mexican F1 driver, Mr. Sergio Sergio Perez, Perez. also known as Checo. Checo is a man of, of he's, he's like a little iceberg. Like you, you, you just see Checo and you think, you know, but you have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So I did a little little light research okay. on Checo. And what'd you find? And there's a great article on ESPN um, about like his backstory. It was originally published on ESPN Deportes. So you know that it's Bolivian. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it talks about like his, how he has basically been sponsored since birth, which is wild. Okay. So his dad is kind of an Earl Woods. <laughs> He's kind of been like, I'm going to have a race car driver. Like, I'm going to get this guy there. Okay. Um, and and you kind of have to, like, respect the, the hustle. But at some point, you're like, whoo. I lot. mean, clearly, Sergio was, like, very into it, obviously. Or he wouldn't be doing it now. But this was... Okay, so one of the things I found out was Checo's original due date coincided, coincided with 1990s 24 Hours of Daytona. And on, on February 3rd, Tonio, that's his dad. Tonio? Uh, yes, Tonio. I love that. His name's Antonio. They call him As the elder Perez is known, planned to accompany fellow Mexican driver Tomas Lopez Rocha to the race. So he convinced the doctor to deliver via cesarean, even if doing so meant enduring wife's Mary Lou's post-surgery ire. So he made, (laughs) he made his wife get a C-section so that he could make it to a race. That's the ultimate fan right there. Right? (laughs) When I read that, I was like, whoa, Yes. Uh, when the dust settled, the couple welcomed their third child, Sergio Mike, uh, Michel Perez Mendoza, who would soon be on his path to becoming Mexico's fifth F1 driver. I mean, like his dad really put the mark. He was like, listen, this is going to happen. Yeah. Um, so like his dad um, was also involved in, in racing. Um, he tried to race and then he was uh, he was like kind of an agent like the dad was oh, okay um with drivers uh and he's he's from guadalajara um but yeah he he's a his dad was a former driver and then an agent so he was like very well connected in that like mexican side of driving and like drivers that were in indycar and um like moto gp and um like formula four and that kind of stuff like not necessarily like any f1 drivers but okay. bigger like his um his biggest client was he represented legendary Mexican indie car driver Adrian Fernandez. Oh, okay. so um, and it says all the while Tonio nudged his two boys Sergio and older brother Antonio into go kart racing. 
And the way it goes is he like originally met Carlos Slim when he was pretty young. Um, he like he there was he was at a race and he saw like one of the, you know like when we were at the f1 race there were like the lower races mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's kind of how he was like first introduced to oh, them okay. and his dad was kind of like a stage not stage five clinger but <laughs> basically was like hello come and watch him you know like was trying to blow up carlos slim all the time um and get him to sponsor his boys because we know racing is it's hard to get into. Really expensive. Yeah. So expensive. And you really only looked at if you have a suitcase full of monies that right. follow you into the sport. And like, and I also just feel like you have to have some sort of connection. Like if it's, I mean, it's, it's like you have to have somebody that was like had a foot in racing before. Yes. I don't, I don't, I feel like there's no way to, I don't, I don't feel like I could just like go take my kids to a go-kart, right? Like a go-kart track right now and be like, we're going to do racing. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I think that fabric's kind of woven in. I feel like you have to be you from like a racing family to have some sort of like racing adjacency, whether that's like in the cars or like, mm-hmm. anyways. Um. So he first met Carlos Slim, which Carlos Slim, Mexican billionaire, owns Telemax, owns like all these things. He's like. He pretty much owns and operates all the money within Mexico. Yeah, he's Mexico. <laughs> he is. Um, so he first met Checo when he was six. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Checo then six met the younger Slim at a racetrack in the town of Toluquia near Guadalajara, site of an Indy Lights Pan America race. I mean, and also, let's talk about how many random races there are. So many races. The, yeah. I, I, true. But it's kind of like, well, different where circuits. else are they going to go? Right. You know, yeah, like yeah. you can only have so many. Um, Tonio, his dad, told Slim the same thing he would tell anyone who knew Checo, that his son was the best of the rookie go-kart drivers. I mean, he met him when he was six and he's like, my kid. <laughs> like, what if I just started walking up to people and be like, Reese is the best cheerleader you're ever going to find. She's not. But like, <laughs> I feel like maybe just that, like, he manifested. From yeah. day one, he manifested. But I wonder if he did see something, like, was Checo, did he stand out amongst other six-year-olds? Because you know how sometimes, oh, like... sure, yeah. He was super know, talented. There's kids on her on, on any squad that your oh, kids yeah, are yeah. on, you're like, well, that kid's really Oh, no, good. no, for sure. Like, he definitely was yeah. super talented. I just yeah. think it's funny that, like, not funny, but just that his dad was like, this is it. Right. Like, I'm going to put this mark on you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to anoint you <laughs> with some motor oil. And we are going to get you into Formula One. Like, this is your destiny. This is what's happening. Um, he told Carlos Slim, Checo is a better driver than Schumacher. At six? I guess. He'll race in Formula One one day. Ooh. The father's prediction would take a while to materialize. The Slim recognized Checo's talent immediately. But one thing I think is really interesting, I think a lot of people assume that Carlos Slim has been like bankrolling Sergio uh, Perez's career since like day one, since he was six. And that wasn't the case. He was already um, sponsoring a bunch of obviously like other racers. He had his own team in like a different category of racing. And he basically was like, I'm going to keep my eye on this kid, Mm -hmm. but he needs to go out in the world and like prove himself. And then like, you know, once he's like established himself, like, you know, he always, I think, was going, like, had plans to support him, but he wasn't just blindly supporting him, which was a misconception I okay. had. Because I thought that maybe just, like, Carlos Slim also, like, anointed Checo. Right. And said, like, yeah. you're my boy. This is it. And that wasn't the case. Okay. 
So good I know, know you watched that same video that I did mm-hmm. that talked about how he like had to go. He went to Europe like he was. So he goes to Europe at 15. Mm-hmm. He ends up getting to Europe. And he be- has to live there by himself. Yeah. And he ends up getting to Europe because he started looking up. Um, he started looking up teams mm-hmm. and he would just call everyone on a team. And like he would wake up in the like super early, like in the middle of the night and call Europe and just try and get like on the radar of these people. And he did get offers to join teams, but he couldn't afford to join any of the teams. He didn't have the money to join some of the teams. He finally found a team that he could like afford to join and had like a sponsor to join. But I think that's a whole other thing too, is like, it's kind of like youth sports now <laughs> that you have to like pay to. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people are like, Oh, you're just going to be on our team and like, it's good, but that's not the case also. Right. And it's, it's so interesting how, because it's not like that was that long ago that this right happened for no no, no. So this, this is like is, in the 90s yeah like, so when you think about in the early 2000s i'm gonna say like 25 30 years ago in that time frame how much it's changed where it's like now people just can pop on youtube and see like who's the fastest go-karter right. you know at this age and kind of like back in the day when um if you were a new band like you had to send your demo tapes to everybody and like right. hope somebody got it and would play it but that's Checo exactly what like, he did. Yeah, he had to call and be like, oh, I'm a really it's, good race car driver. And, you know, like they were trying to get like recruited for like college sports, but like you couldn't put it on YouTube. Like you had to send your like yeah. VHS tape. You to did people. a lot of legwork to get into the position that you got into. So, I mean, I even think looking at looking at it through that lens, you're like, God, these guys are so good. But like also how many other drivers out there missed out on the opportunity right. that were either just as good, if not better, because they didn't have that that next level hustle exactly or like he or talks, the means to do it right or and he talks about how like his dad when he was young before he went to europe when he was like racing around mexico his dad would drive him to a race he would like pack his school clothes and then like they would drive through the night like back from a race and he would go straight to school um and you know i mean my kids do youth sports and i feel like we're over like dedicated and overcommitted yeah and we're not even like we're not that level you know (laughs) like so if you don't have somebody who's you know if you don't have your own Earl Woods right like you don't have your own Tonio like it it may not happen for you which is a little bit crazy It, it is man um how about this so this is like at some point when this is before Carl like when his dad is trying to get Carlos Slim to like be his his guy uh Years later, while enjoying pool time in Miami, one of Slim's friends urged him in front of Tonio to sponsor the young Perez drivers. That's Sergio and his brother. Carlos told him no because I was too crazy, Tonio said. And I told him, I'll hand them over to you, birth certificate and all. His dad was like, you can have my kids. Just make them race car drivers. How wild is that? Whoa. Yeah, I'm going to post a link to this story. Now we have links in Instagram. That's exactly. And we can put it in the yeah. notes too, but it's crazy. His dad is just like, you can have my kids. Oh my God. <laughs> Told Carlos Slim, like, you can have my kids. Carlos is like, no, thanks. I'm good. He's like, no, nah, it's okay. I'll keep an eye out for him, but I don't want to like. Give me some cash monies, but I don't want you to take children. your kids. <laughs> so yeah. So anyways, long story short, but I just think that like his, his origin story yeah if we're in the marvel universe is like very compelling very much so and i have always kind of just seen him as kind of a rich kid like in the sport type thing Mm -hmm. and obviously that's been like a misconception because he does he moves to europe alone at 15 and like lives in like a like a truck stop basically yeah and 
I felt like I read someplace that he had like a, a room above a German restaurant. Yeah, or something he moved or from something. the truck stop to the okay. restaurant because his the the team owner or the team principal was redoing like renovating or like building a restaurant or whatever. But he also owned, I guess, this like truck stop. And originally, Carlos <laughs> lived at the truck stop, and then Carlos. I mean, not Carlos. Sergio. Sergio, okay. sorry. I was like, that's not Carlos. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, sorry. Um, but he originally lived in the truck stop and he was like really lonely. All he could do, he didn't have internet. I mean, the internet was not like yeah. as available. Present. Yeah. yeah. He, um, he didn't have a cell phone. He didn't have internet. So all he did was play video games and like race cars. That's wow. it. And then they, they finished this restaurant and they were like, do you want to move into the restaurant? So he like lived above the restaurant with like a chef. Wow. But he's just like out in the so world. Do you know like what team uh, gave him a shot in Formula One? How do you get? I haven't like on a full his his Formula One. He starts he gets into Formula Four and then he like works his way up and he's like a phenom. Basically, he's like winning races like uh, he's like really doing like yeah, what his like, dad said. Once he gets on the track, like he totally. Um, sorry, there's red again. <laughs> um he like makes it all the way up. It says that uh, he ends up Checo's success and resilience coupled with Telemex's support, which that's Carlos Slim earned him a spot with Germany's formula BMW circuit. And that was when he first moved to Europe. It was an opportunity he couldn't pass up, even if meant heading overseas alone at 15 and without a return ticket home. Um, and then from there, he like, it's kind of, we can dive into that more, but he, yeah. I feel like this is just like his little origin story. Um, but he moved on to British F3, then the GP2 series, and then F1 in 2011. Okay. So once he kind of like proved himself, Carlos Slim came back in and that they've been like on the squad ever since. But, well, I think at that point, Carlos is like, I see it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This and it. he was super successful. Um, like once mm -hmm. he got to British F3, he kind of starts, you Climbing know, just ladder. climbing the ladder pretty quick. He doesn't stall out really anywhere, obviously, because he's been in F1 for 10, for years. 10 years now. Yeah. And, doing, and he's like doing really well. And I think he's 30. So he's, you know, mm -hmm. he's been in it since he's pretty young, just like, you know, the drivers that are coming up right now. But right. And he's it, got a wife and two kids. I mean, I, I feel like it's really hard to be involved in this sport and have a family. Yes. I mean, I know that we watched a little bit about that in the Drive to Survive series. Um, I think. Grayshawn talked about this a lot of like how it's really hard to compartmentalize when you have to get in the race car and then also knowing that you have a family that if something happened yeah. to you like you like leave. yeah that's it well the good thing too for him is like his dad is still also really involved in the sport he I, mean, I remember seeing him after the Austin Grand Prix and he was so excited I'm sure. so mean, he's like on a mission now to get another race in Mexico. Yes. So um, this, which I think is going to be really interesting um, because obviously Checo has a very fast car. I mean, the Mercedes or the Red Bull is a, it's a super fast car. It's doing incredibly well. It did great things um, in Texas, but I do think it's going to be interesting. What will Red Bull do? Will Red Bull let Checo win in Mexico for the sake of him winning in his home country? Or will they be like, ah, we really need Max to win because we need him ahead in the points. I don't know. I think that their I think their ideal finish would be a Max Sergio one two. I think that would be a very good prediction. I think that if he wins, they wouldn't like 
of course, <laughs> of course, publicly, they're going to be like, we're really happy I, for Checo. I, I mean, but Red Bull's goal has got to be to be the constructors champion, not necessarily. I mean, obviously, they want the world champion driver, but like. I, I I don't know. I'm. I mean, I, Christian Horner's goal is to <laughs> is for Mouse for to always be on top. Yeah. So it, with that being said, I think that they would they're going to put all chips in with uh, with Max. Yeah. I mean, I, you never know, though. You're the queen of being like backdoor money talk. That, I know, but it's like they're not going to backdoor Max on this. Like, I know it's Checo's like home country. I think it would be amazing for him to win there. Um, but I don't see them like the lead's too small for them to like not make sure Max has the better position. Did in the you car. speaking of that? And then I want to talk just I'm going to circle back on all the things that um, Sergio Perez has won because oh, it I'm is sorry. pretty. Okay. I'm, no, I found yeah. it. Sorry. Okay. In my notes. <laughs> I'm a little all over the place, but um, now I like lost my train of thought, so it doesn't oh. really matter anyway. So let's okay. just tell, I'm going to yeah. tell you. Go back. Um, he, first off, he also lived in Oxford for a little bit too. It's just, yeah. He moved to Europe to complete, compete in Formula BMW, spending four months living in a restaurant owned by his team boss, but they, they skip over that part where he talks about living in like the truck stop. I watched the video about it. Yeah. Then he relocated to Oxford for the beginning of a two-year campaign in Formula 3. He won the national class in 2007, finished fourth in international class in 2008, and then was graduated to the Formula 1 feeder series GP2. Okay. He claimed lights to flag victory in his very first race in Bahrain, which is pretty impressive. Wow. And then in his second year in GP2, Sergio won races at Monaco, Silverstone, Hockenheim, Spa, love Spa, and Abu Dhabi. I feel like he hit all the, like, those are like, check, 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 like all the big ones. Yeah, like, you belong here when yeah. you win all of those. And you he, belong there if you win any of them. Right. And he was just like, I'm going to take them. this one. Yeah. And then he finished runner-up in the GP2 series that year to Pastor Maldonado, and they both graduated at Formula One. And okay. that's when he became the first Mexican to compete in the World Championship since Hector Rabake in 1981. So that's like a pretty big deal. Yeah. It had been a long gap. So that's why I think he means so much to Mexicans. Yes. Because they had almost what, like 20, I mean, more than that. Yeah. 25 years without a driver in Formula One. And he's not only like representing, like he's dominating in Formula One. I mean, he's done such a great job since, I mean, in, since 2011. I mean, it, it's a name and conversation all the time. Yeah. I mean, I just think that part too, like if they're trying to have another race, you know, his dad is going to be like out throwing rocks at Max's car <laughs> to try and get this next, like to get him the win because his dad is like, is full on oh, yeah. obsessed. I mean, he was going to sell his children, not sell it's, them. I but mean, like, he wasn't selling them, but he, he was did. giving them. Yeah, he, was to, giving he was just away. giving them. He With was the like, papers. You can have <laughs> you can them. Have them. And now he's a politician. His dad is a politician. In Are you Mexico. surprised about that? Not no, not at that. all. And it's like his goal in life to get this other, um, this other race in Mexico. Oh, I feel like that's going to happen because Carlos Slim has so much money tied into the sport. Oh yeah. Not just through Mexico, but like through his oil companies and um, technology companies. Yeah. He has all the things. There's so much money tied to him that, I mean, you know, the, yeah. the race wouldn't be the race without him. No, he's like, he's, he's, he's very woven into the fabric of Formula the One. story. Like <laughs> yeah. he's the, yeah. But I do think so now, like his dad, I think that if his, I think if Sergio won this, they would a hundred percent announce another 
Mexican race. Oh, I think yeah. it would start in 2024, mm-hmm. which, you know, like obviously he's still pretty young, but like he's definitely not going to be in Formula One for like a ton yeah. longer. So it would be cool if there was a second race and it was like, yeah, give it to you know, me in like Valparaiso or like give me some place like by the water. I think they were talking about um, it's going to be in Cancun. I yeah, I mean, let's do it. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's what I said. It was either like. I'm pretty sure it was Cancun, Quintana Roo. So which is that? That's, that's okay. the King. I think that's the state that King, the state that Cancun is in. Okay. F1 could race at Cancun in 2024. So yes. that's the. That's yeah, a, that's a party. I mean, imagine that. Just like so much beaching, uh, so much driving, so much best. racing. Yeah, they. Um, that's the goal for 2024. Cancun. Okay. And that's what his dad is like. You know, his dad is going to be grinding oh, this yeah. weekend. Well, if he's in politics now, you got to have, you got to make laws to make sure yeah. that you're, you know, you own the land and all of this. Because the Mexican government actually owns the, oh, um, the, the Mexican the race. race. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to that. Sorry. I went on a little bit of a. No, I'm, I'm listen, you can deep dive on Checo all the time because I personally find him fascinating. I like his story. And back to when I first got really into Formula One, I had just, I was going to Mexico right after he won that race. Which one did he win? It was a while ago. It was like in May. Oh. Or in like June. And I was in Mexico and I just wanted to ask everyone if they were big Checo fans. (laughs) Drew was like, you gotta gotta stop. stop." But if they have a race there, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So. And they said his, so the dad's whole pitch is that it's like, really important to reactivate the economy in Mexico because it's been so hard hit yeah like with without Rona times mm-hmm. yeah so a big international project like this one is needed in Mexico well I love would that you, for them and I really hope it works do you think that he would vie to be like the president of that yes yeah 100% yeah yeah I do okay so, the, so let's take that straight to where we are yeah we're going to the Mexican Grand Prix and it's held at the Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez and it's named after them, um, the Rodriguez brothers, because both brothers died at the racetrack. Oh, snap. Yeah. It's were, in Mexico it's, City. It's so. in Mexico, yes, Mexico City. Um, but it's an interesting race because it's sitting 2,285 meters above sea level, and the air will be approximately 25% less dense at this track than in Monza um, and like some other tracks. So... What this means is that the higher altitude is going to be a big factor in how the the drivers operate the the cars and also how the cars operate in this scenario. So I was listening to a little podcast, not a little podcast, to a (laughs) podcast that explained this a little bit. Um, So what they're going to have to do is turn up the turbo in the cars because what that's going to do is create more air in the valves and it's going to make the cars less slow which doesn't mean it's going to make them faster. It, it just, just like gets them back to like calibrate yeah, for the balances. lack of air that it's currently that they were designed to operate under. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they operate under these circumstances. But also 
I mean, again, when you're at that altitude, think about how hard it is to catch your breath. Yeah. Like when you're like climbing stairs or doing anything, like walking at that elevation and then knowing that you're going to be going in the cars that fast. Like right. it's going to be interesting to see how these drivers acclimate and even like the pit crew. Like how do they acclimate? That's what I was just thinking about the pit crew is like, mm-hmm. how does that? And also did not know that Mexico City was 7,350 7, feet above sea level. Yeah, it's high. Did not realize that. Yeah. But um, that's 1.4 miles according to this article. Um, (laughs) And by comparison, Austin, Texas, site of obviously the most recent Grand Prix, sits less than a thousand feet above sea level. So it's a big, big difference. Big difference. Yeah. Um, The seating. And it's less downforce, which. Yeah. So that will come into play because there is a really long straightaway in. um, I'm just trying to think of it's. um, It's important that we keep this, uh, the track clean out of the exit of turn 16 because it leads into a 1.314 kilometer start to finish straightaway that provides plenty of opportunities for overtaking into turn one where braking is tricky due to the lack of downforce. So the long ass straightaways, it's going to be fast, but it's also, it's weird because it's going to be like loose. Like, yes, it's slew. It's slew. (laughs) (laughs) It's slow, but the curves are really high. So it's going to be a really tricky track for, um, they won't have as much control probably, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have as much downforce like keeping you. Correct. Like so like, stabilized. Yeah. yeah. It's going to come into that. So I, I think the do faster you think there cars, could be a track. Uh, do you think there could be a crash? I do. I yeah. know that sounds weird, but like I kind of feel like we haven't had one in a no, while. No, we haven't. And this is where I feel like some shit's going to go down. I don't feel like we've had a really big crash um, since. Max like, and Lewis. Yeah. When Max ran but over he, Lewis's head with his car. Yeah. yeah and then like Baku bad. had like a, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Max and Lewis. Max and Lewis. Well, and I did see some, you know, I'm sorry. My dog is really losing his shit out there. Um, <laughs> I did see somebody say that like if it comes down that they're this close, not necessarily Mexico City, but like in the last race of the year, that's Abu Dhabi, right? Um, yeah. That like they make that they could foresee like a crash oh. like them going so hard yeah all gloves are coming off i mean we only have five races I left know, which like, is this wild is wild to me so we're what i think is also super interesting is that we're in such a race for first and second but we're also in such a race for, for third, third and, and fourth, fourth. mclaren ferrari this is crazy wild to me and i love it so much i mean i think it's i've obviously really enjoyed watching Daniel as a racer. Like I just feel like he's racing the best that he's, we've seen him race for a while. Um, True. Uh-huh. Now, <laughs> interesting enough, oh, Red is, also agrees with me that <laughs> Daniel was racing his absolute best. So in last time they raced here, 2019, Daniel came in third, but not because he crossed the finish line at third, but because was there, a, uh, was there like a second, like a uh, penalty, there a was time a penalty? penalty? Yes. Um, so he never actually made it to the podium. Max Verstappen crossed the line in third place, but he was docked five seconds for cutting mm-hmm. a corner. And then Sebastian Vettel was promoted to third and he attended the podium ceremony, but he was later docked 10 seconds for Tag. dangerous driving that handed Daniel the third, even though he crossed the finish line. That's the line most fifth. Daniel thing ever. I said what I said. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. sorry. I don't see Carlos Sainz or Charles Leclerc. They probably weren't. They were just little tiny babies then, though. They were. They were little. In 18, no, they were in the circuit pit. Yeah, yeah, but they were still little. They were little Mm -hmm. nugget babies. They were like 21. It doesn't matter. They still weren't on the podium, so I need to stop. (laughs) 
I just love getting you all riled up about Daniel Ricardo. She does it every episode, guys. I walk into it every time. <laughs> um, I, you know how like some drivers are really good at rain racing, and some are good like at street racing. You know, they each have kind of their little mm-hmm. niche within racing. Do you think like? I mean, I don't know the answer, but is there a driver or drivers who are really good in um, like thin air conditions? Yeah. Sergio Perez. Oh, well, I guess, yeah, this is like his home. This is home. I mean, he lives in Mexico more times than he doesn't. So he's going to be acclimated. He's going to be used to it. Um, I did see, because Max doesn't always like to put his life on the internet the way that the rest of the drivers do. (laughs) Oh, Max Verstappen? Yeah. Uh, But he's been in Mexico, I think, since... um, since he left Texas. So I think he's probably been able to acclimate a little bit more to uh, the oxygen levels. So he's not waiting until last minute to get to Mexico to figure this out. Um, This says that it's probably similar to Monaco, Singapore or Monza. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Sorry, we had to take a little break because my dog is having a... <laughs> he was having some anxiety. He's like having separation. an anxiety attack right yeah. now. It's okay, buddy. Um, so, yeah. So, I think Checo's going to do well. I think he's going to be used to the altitude. I think he's going to be able to do that. Um, the track itself has um, 16 or 17 turns. I, I have That's notes here that has it has both. So, I'm like... Didn't Austin have 13 or 15? No, I have more than that. I think Austin okay. had 20. Like oh. It was a it was top turn. I, to, I need to really learn more about how many turns are. <laughs> it's okay. Standard. I got you, boo. Um, so it's going to be an interesting race. Uh, I think again, everyone like nobody's sitting in a comfortable spot. So no. I think everybody is just going to be pushing it to the limit. Um, I'm well, also- I mean, maybe not Haas. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they're always pushing it to the limit, and <laughs> the limit, the limit does exist for them. <laughs> it does. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard for Haas. <laughs> T's and P's for Haas and Gunter. Yeah, I know. Just Bless a treasure him. to us all. Just I can't wait for next year. I feel like the Haas glow up is going to be one oh, that we're all going to be on board for. So excited for. Honestly, like when when we were in Austin, the uh, both Dan and Drew were like joking about how they wanted to get some Haas gear, and these two uh, kids. They weren't kids. I mean, they weren't kids. They, they were, were just younger than us. Yeah. They were youths. <laughs> Sat in front of us in Haas gear. And we were like, where'd you, where'd you guys find the Haas gear? And they're like, um, heavily discounted <laughs> online. <laughs> heavily. There was none in, in, yeah. in, the co- in the circuit of the Americas. There was like, I think we saw two, two shirts. I like, saw a couple. Yeah, it was, it was slim pickings. But you know what I would love? You know how you can get like stickers for your water bottles? Uh-huh. Give me team principles. Oh, as stickers? As stickers, yes. <gasps> Should we do that? Let's do it. We could have like somebody do little like cartoon versions of them and make them. I got a girl. <gasps> Let's do it. Okay. We should also make um, push push stickers and we're going to get our merch together. Our we merch keep saying coming. it. I know. But... but we're hoping to have um, fun announcements by the holidays. Oh, okay. Shannon's on it. Oh, Shannon's okay. really driving the bus on most things here because your <laughs> girl's been pr- busy with work. <laughs> yeah, but... know, you're busy with work and I'm busy trying to avoid work. So <laughs> it's just more fun. It's a great pairing. It's a good stuff. So fun. <laughs> um, okay. So going into Mexico, mm-hmm. which I do love that we get to watch this race. I know at three o'clock. I or know. No, it's two o'clock our time. Margaritas. <gasps> Spicy Margs. Spicy Margs and the Mexican Grand Prix. Scene. I'll make my special guac. I can't wait. It'll be so fun. Some queso. It'll be, it's going to be great. Um, Who is your prediction for podium? Okay. 
I'm predicting that we're going to get the same podium that we saw last week. Ooh, you're just going to like a run it back. I'm going to run it back, but I'm the orders. Okay, you're going to the orders is going to change. I think we're going to get Lewis on top, and then (laughs) I say that every week. (laughs) I'm you legitimately say that at the end of this um, race season. I'm going to go back in the archives and see i'm gonna go through every prediction and you're gonna be like well lewis on top would you like to let me finish no i would not your husband was yelling at me about this but but i did need to interject that we're gonna do i'm gonna do a little how many times was she right how many times did she just like um yeah so lewis max checko I mean, your predictions are way better than mine because I just like to go from like, I just... I know, you go from your heart, which is fine, but my heart and my podiums usually line up. <laughs> oh, that, that stings. Also, I just like to kind of like just go in a grab bag. Okay. Like I just like you're to... You're just going to like... Well, I'm always see, hoping... See, you're picking your race car drivers like I pick horses in a race. Like I just, <laughs> Maybe this one, maybe oh, that one. Oh, it's true, it is. Uh-huh. So we're opposite on that. Like you do the work with the horse racing and I do bare minimum. I'm like, I don't know. Um, well, I just, I think that maybe there's going to be, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm not hoping for a crush. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Um, but I do like a little bit of a, like a wild card. I like when like someone's engine has something happen and they have to pit for like a weird amount of time or like, like your gasly last race. Yeah. Mm, bless him. I know. But, um, I just, I enjoy when the deck gets shuffled a little bit yeah, and then we get that. to see kind of I like when a best of the rest happens yes because I do think it's just fun for the sport and I do think in general this season there's been so many I think it's like documented somewhere that there's been more um like drivers on the podium this yes. year than in like a, a long time and I do think that that's really good for the sport in terms of like bringing people in and that you get to like Daniel Ricardo on the podium you get to see like when uh what was it Esteban Ocon was on it a couple you know like yeah. you get to I guess get to know more of the drivers because when they get on podium yes. they obviously get interviewed and they get to show their personality and I agree exposure with you. I, and I, so like I love the, that the shuffle I like the mix up I think what it's also showing us is where Lewis was so consistent for years past because he was an elite driver in an elite car yeah and I think now like the car technology is catching up and mm-hmm. that everyone is getting like their cars are just getting better yeah. so we're getting to see what happens <laughs> when these amazing uh super talented drivers are driving these you know premium yeah premium race cars well machines look what's happening like you're shaking at podiums and there's such diversity on the podium when it comes to drivers that I'm like I love this I think it's yeah. great I, I I agree. I love it so much. I just like when a, a yeah. fresh face gets on So like on there. who who do you think is going to well, be I'm going to go for <laughs> I mean, okay, I like to do two podiums. Okay. I like to do a podium from the heart <laughs> and a podium from the head. Okay. Podium what from is, the heart. What's your heart say? Podium from the heart says Checo one cuz I just I think I I love this for him. I uh-huh. love this journey for him. I think he's having a great season. I don't say it from a totally like heart place i do think he's having an, a great season he's obviously won a race he's been on podium so many times he's like the new valtteri mm-hmm. um so i think that checo goes goes one okay um i i feel like it's time for my boy carlos to have a moment i would love carlos to have a moment on the podium carlos two okay and lewis hamilton three i think that max verstappen ends up having something happen you think it's max's car that goes that off. goes off yeah okay i think he has some sort of like wild issue I'm sorry my dog is really just living the life in here he's so cute um I think that something happens 
I don't wish this. I'm not like manifesting this for him. You I just think, think he's such an aggressive driver that maybe this is the one where he pushes the limit too far. And maybe his car is not able to come back in and Lewis is able to like, it's probably something with him and Lewis, but Lewis only sustains minimal damage and is able to stay yeah. out. And so he finishes three, third. That's my prediction. That's your, it's a very like, it would be a long shot for really one reason. And I don't love saying this, but like I am a facts of the facts. Like, Max just doesn't make mistakes. I know. Like, but he, well, he doesn't make mistakes, but he is aggressive. He is aggressive, but it's almost like his calculations are yes. very rarely wrong. But again, all it takes is one. And this is a thin air situation. So maybe you like, aren't going to get an argument out of me that like I would love for, you know, the shakeup to include Max not being on the podium. <laughs> but my, um, so that's my heart, right? Or was that my head? I don't know. I think that was your both. heart. You said it was your heart. Um, in reality, I think it's going to be Max, maybe Max Checo Lewis. Max Checo Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lewis is going to be somewhat gracious, but somewhat snarky. I can see that. Do you see that? Like, I do see he's going to be like yeah. the fans. The fans here are so great. Listen, don't come at him with how much he loves the fans because it's not just on the podium that he loves the fans. He loves the fans in every interview. No, he I loves know. the fans <laughs> in real life. He loves the fans in his Instagram account. He it's just the, the first fans. thing he always says. I understand. Why would it not be? I, I mean, I, I'm not. I didn't say it from a hateful perspective. You seem awfully defensive. I'm just gonna you say he's gonna get up come at him and be like, mm, he's gonna thank the fans. <laughs> well, this is gonna be the first thing he says. They're gonna be like Lewis. They're gonna ask him a very specific question mm-hmm. about the race, and he's gonna start with. You know, I just really want to thank the fans. And they're like, yeah, but we (laughs) asked you about when your tire popped. Like, (laughs) you know, like we'll get to that question because it's on our top three, Lewis. Like we always know that you're going to. But we want to know specifically like about when Max landed his car on your head. And he's like, but the fans here (laughs) are so great. That's what I mean. It. I don't mean that he shouldn't thank the fans. I just think he... He's kind of like, this is a very Kentucky reference, but he's very much like John Calipari in an interview. Like you could ask him what color the sky is and he's going to answer with whatever he decided he's going to say. Like he's like, I'm going into this interview and I'm going to say X, Y, Z. And it doesn't matter the question. He's just like, this is now is my time out. to speak. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how, I mean, I think it's a very similar. He's like, I'm going to say these three things. Yeah. So it's, ask your questions. It's always going to be about the fans. <laughs> And I'm okay with that. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. It doesn't um, hurt anyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that we're not prepared for how much like Mexican pride we're about to get. Oh my gosh. If we thought it was lit in, in Austin, Austin, it's about to go in flames in Mexico. Like I mean, that was just the, like that was a warm up. That stadium seats 110,000 people. Like it's going to be We wild. set a record in Austin, but I'm ready to see that burn Uh-oh. in Mexico. And Mexico City is like one of what There's the world's... There's 22 million yeah, people that live there. Isn't it like the third or fourth largest city in the world or something? Yeah, something like that. It's very big. 22 and million they are gonna people. Be lit. That's a lot of people. And it's all there's always traffic. So we're going to see a lot of helicopters in and out. <laughs> How dope would it be to be Checo right now? Oh, man. He's living it. Like, you are the king of the world. Yeah. Go stand on the edge of the Titanic and scream it because you are for he real the king of the world right selling now. Selling everything right now. Like he can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. I mean, honestly, he's a good guy. Like I don't know. No, no, I, I haven't yeah, seen any knows, like, like deep dives or blinds about like him being an asshole or anything. And I hope I don't. But I mean, I've always liked him, you know, 
watching him on the series, yeah. but I was like, man, all the I doors just, are open to him. I do love this for him. I think, yeah. you know, I, I hope he does well in his home, home state, home country. And just, I just feel like he could walk through the streets of Mexico city and traffic would stop. Like oh, he's, it would, the sea would park for him. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like he is, he can, every door is open. Every door, every door. Yeah. He's living his best life. So I hope that it culminates in a, in a moment for him. Yeah. I just do think this could be a huge, you know, a, a huge thing for the people of Mexico. And I, I, we yeah. have seen a lot of drivers win in their home countries too. Yeah. Like would. when the, the way it was for Max, it was very cool. Mm-hmm. And same for Lewis and Silverstone. Yeah. So, I mean, I would love it for, for Checo. I just think that it's, you just are like, I'd love it, but it's not going to happen. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Maybe we'll come live with some margaritas from. You know, I love one to of, do a tipsy live. <laughs> so it's it I is our. For. It is our sweet spot. <laughs> they do. Good they time. do all right. They do good. I know. They don't totally fail on the internet. No, I think they're fun. Okay. And good stuff. Well, um, that's great. I think that's all we got. I think today. we did it. Uh, <laughs> if you are enjoying this, we would love it if you would rate. And review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you live, laugh, love, listen to. I'm trying to get that into every episode um, to your podcast. And we would also be over the moon if you would follow us at F1 Push Push on Instagram. And, you know, drop us a DM. Yeah, we love chatting with you guys in the DMs. And you guys are doing such a fun job of sending us, yes, like, keep us articles and pictures and like, hey, did you know? And if there's a topic you want us to cover, seriously, let us know. Yeah, because we're heading into the off season soon. So we've got a lot of homework that we need to get done and we want to make sure that we're covering the topics you guys are interested in, um, not just our, you know, need for salacial gossip on. Well, obviously we're going to do a wax episode. <laughs> obviously. I mean, so even if you don't want that, I want it's it. Coming. And it's coming. Yeah. You can so. know it. You can choose your episode. I may try it's- and DM the person who runs WAGS uh, F1. I Okay. I do have a theory on this. I think it's... It's an actual WAG? Yes. <gasps> Tell me, how do they have this much behind the scenes footage of Kelly Paquet? Is she just like... She posts that on her Instagram, doesn't she? Maybe yeah, she has like her own like a... It's it's not like screen recorded and then reposted. It is oh, yeah. the actual footage. Do you think Kelly Paquet is actually running the account? I wouldn't put it past her. I'm just saying you've never seen the two in the same room at the same time. Kelly Paquet is Max Verstappen's girlfriend, if you didn't know. And she is as thirsty as Lewis Hamilton. She is. She said it. She said it. She is so thirsty. Yeah, she is. Yeah. But we'll leave you with that. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's that's what we got. We, um, <laughs> we'll be back uh, next week with Early a, next recap week a recap of the Mexican Grand Prix. Maybe we'll, we'll even, if we can get it together, maybe we could do like a quick recap post-race since it won't be like... It depends on those margaritas, girl. I cannot do post-production and have a cocktail. I've tried it too many times and it ends in a very sad, you know, I've deleted something I shouldn't have deleted. So, you know. Okay. I've tried and I've failed. Well, uh, send us your predictions. Send us all your thoughts um, and prayers. (laughs) And uh, until next time, push, push. Push.